Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. What's happening, Derek? Well, I'm still sick. Yeah? We're <laughs> <laughs> it's lingering this time. It's a sign of the time. It's a sign of my aging. I'm, uh, I, I, uh... I used to bounce back so quick, but uh, this one here is lingering. Who who brought it into the house? My wife did. It's usually the kids. Well, they haven't been sick in a while, so I'm blaming my wife. All right. Uh, she, <laughs> yeah. Well, she works. She works at a hospital, doesn't she? She works in a uh, physiotherapy clinic. Close enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she, she probably got to it from see the, lots yeah. of people. Yeah. Well, so she got it from one of them. Yep. Oh, and yeah. then she brought it home. Yeah. It's like bringing her work home with her. I know. And she's still sick too. It's lingering with both of us. Ah, serves her right. But passed right by the kids. The kids never get sick at all. Really? Well, so which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you just wait. Just wait. You're going to think, all right, we're all good. And yeah. the kids are going to go, dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel a cold coming on. <laughs> Dude, been there, done that. I, I know. I'm warning you right now. It's on its way. Yeah. Schools, man, they're breeding grounds. I know. You know? It's nuts, right? They should have like little like bio suits or something. Every kid has to be put in every <laughs> bubble day. Bubble boy. Little bubble kids <laughs> running around the school. <laughs> yeah, we went through all of that and it, it really does suck. So, well, knock on wood. I haven't, uh, <laughs> I haven't been sick yet this year or last year, so yeah. I'm good. Um, well, in the sake of getting your butt home back to bed and your germs out of my house, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it, it is, it is a, uh, got to say something that, uh, you did actually manage enough energy to drive here today instead of doing the Skype thing this week. So yeah. you must be feeling a little bit better. Well, it's just mostly just a burning nasal thing right now. You got the old sinus infection yeah. or something going. But last week when I didn't come here, I, I was not in the mood to drive anywhere. Ah. It was, I was miserable last week. Yeah. But this is day seven of this whatever cold I have. Wow. Yeah. Did you get a flu shot this year? I've never had a a flu shot. Aha! But it's not the flu. No. (laughs) Last week it could have been. No, no. Yeah, no, I've never gotten the flu shot either. I looked up the uh, symptoms for flu and basically what everybody says is if you have the flu, you will know it. You will be praying for death. (laughs) (laughs) There was no praying in your house last week? No, no. Okay. I don't know that I've ever had the flu. Upset stomach. I've fallen down. I can't reach my beer. I've eaten lots of bad food and stuff. Yeah. 24. Basically, a 24-hour flu is basically food poisoning. Well, you know what? That's usually what I get is like, I don't think I've ever, well, maybe when I was a kid, but in recent years, I don't think I've ever had anything that lasted more than a day, Mm -hmm. two tops. Flu, and I mean, you can still get through your day. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I mean, I'm lucky enough that if I need to, I can work from home. So yeah, you just sit in your pajamas and do your work and whatever, <laughs> instead of going into work and sitting in my pajamas, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> they take a dim view. Yes. <laughs> but why? I'm yeah. comfortable. Yeah, I work better this way. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. I don't know why you guys aren't. <laughs> Seeing Sean in his natural environment. <laughs> It's camouflage. Yeah. It's just jealousy on their behalf. That's all it is. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so we are going to continue, uh, well, sort of continue on. We talked about the, um, uh, Ontario winter camping symposium, uh, last year. We, we recap, recap that with David Bain and we talked with Jim Baird, yes. uh, at the show as well. And we actually cornered PJ Justison and Tierney Angus 
from Friends of Tomogamy. Now, PJ is the president and Tierney is the vice president of Friends of Tomogamy. Uh, we've been hearing a lot of stuff about the Solace Wildlands up Tomogamy Way. The Solace Wildlands, it's a, as I say on their website, is a roadless virgin crownland forest of approximately 100 square kilometers. It is located between established provincial parks and conservation reserves, the Sturgeon River Provincial Park to the west, Solace Provincial Park and Lady Evelyn Smoothwater Provincial Park to the north, and the, what's that last one? Pine, oh, Pine Torch Conservation Reserve to the east yeah maybe i need to get my eyes so checked. it's it's surrounded right but for yeah. some reason they've never and now as i as i read it it was supposed to be originally part of the solace provincial park and lady evelyn Shearwater yeah. uh smooth water uh provincial park but for some reason when these parks were formed in the 70s they neglected to, they left they left this part out yeah for some unknown reason yeah so we sat down and I, well now i mean the whole purpose of sitting down with pj and tyranny was they were building this road Mm-hmm. to go in and yes. log this virgin forest. Yes. And there's so many other places to log that why are they hitting this? Uh, so we sat down with, with PJ and, and Tierney and we let them say in their own words, here's what's happening and here's what we can do and here's what's likely to happen. And uh, yeah. yeah, I think in the, the end of the day, we I think there was mentions of um, if somebody needs to be chained to a bulldozer or perhaps steal a bulldozer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, give a listen to this uh, interview we sat down with PJ and, and Tierney and uh, see what they have to say about uh, saving the Solace Wildlands up in Tomogamy. So we're still at the Ontario Winter Camping Symposium, still out on the nice cold porch. We're all freezing now. We're all freezing <laughs> now because it's later in the <laughs> evening. Uh, Mike Burns has finished barbecuing yes, so all that, the burgers. That noise is gone. That noise is gone. I think there's still like a, a gas something behind us. I can hear. Sean Peterson is still holding <laughs> our microphone for us. Yes. Great job. He's all Thank bundled you. up Thank there. Keep it. Best boy. Give him a sound tech credit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's our sound guy. He's our microphone guy. Yeah. Right? Boom yeah. tech. Yeah, boom tech. You're a boom tech. <laughs> boom, baby. <laughs> Best boy. Something like that. Best boy. Best uh, grip. That's whatever. electrical. Yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah. He's, he's the guy that holds the microphone for yeah, us this evening. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, keep and it out of frame. But <laughs> <laughs> between Derek and myself, Tierney Angus and PJ Justison from Friends of Tomogamy. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I have not been to Tomogamy in probably 40 years. Well, that's a shame. Oh, really? And then this October... I'm getting back into the adventure side of canoe tripping. So I just took my um, Friends of Tomogamy companion map mm-hmm. and a compass. Mm-hmm. And I went up through over Napoleon Mountain, Willow Lake, Sucker Gut, through, what is it, Frank Center, Frank Middle, and what's the other fall? I heard you got lost on Catherine. On Catherine? Yeah. That's why he was lost. He didn't even know he was lost. (laughs) Which part did I get lost on? There was multiple parts. I could not find, because if you go by the map, and that was the whole point of it. Don't take GPS, don't take anything. You know, you go through that last set of rapids, there's a little site, and then you turn south to go to, there's two sets of rapids before Cabin Falls. Yeah, you got to run them. I couldn't find the first set of rapids. You just follow the river downstream, though. I couldn't find the river. <laughs> I went, no, no, because oh there was boy. nothing there. 
what I'm saying. I was going and I was going, and according like past the past that first set of or the last set of rapids, it's just around the corner. There was nothing there. So coming out of Catherine Lake, there's a set of rapids. It's probably three rapids in total. There's one that goes around a corner and it like veers hard to the east. And that one's called Catherine's Keyhole. And it's super fun. And you definitely get your canoe stuck in low water, like late fall. And now then you just kind of get out Lake? of Catherine Lake is where you pop out when you finish those falls. The three sets of falls? Yeah, yeah. Okay, After so, the big waterfalls, you're on yeah. your Catherine or Divide Lake. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and I couldn't find this set of the first set of rapids heading south to Cabin Falls. Mm. Likely because the water level was yeah. so low. I couldn't yeah. find yeah, honestly, any. There was like, nothing so there. It wouldn't have looked it like there was a... It wouldn't have looked like a rapid. It would have just been a boulder garden. Uh, you mean just like the rest of everything I'd already crossed? All pretty those boulder gardens yeah, and... Pretty much. Ah, well, so maybe I did find it, I just didn't know. Yeah, You just didn't walk it. Yeah, I suspect that's what's happening. It's got to get your feet wet. Oh, they were wet, trust me. (laughs) They were wet. (laughs) Everything I owned at that point was wet because there was like two days of nonstop rain. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. But I did get the adventure I was looking for out of the deal. Yes. I just figured at some point, you know what, I'm wasting my time looking for this, so why don't I just go back the way... I did already know, mm-hmm. and now why am I, is it, there's Frank. Center and Helen. Se- and Helen, Helen's the one I keep forgetting. Center Falls, there's about 18 different routes to go around that set of falls, guess how I know. Because <laughs> you took uh, 19 of them. <laughs> every time, every time, I've covered it all. It's good though, like you got to experience some of the worst portages that Tomogamy yeah. has to offer, which is part of the whole Tomogamy experience. Well, and I, now I've put this, people say, well, how bad were the rocks? You know how when you build something and you always end up with a handful of screws and everything at the end? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I figure when the powers that be made the Tomogamy region, one of them said, what am I going to do with all these extra rocks we got? Uh, just throw them down there. Exactly. And Tomogamy was born. Yeah. That's my theory, and I'm sticking with it to the day I'm dead. Uh, but you know what? I looked at it as now I've got an excuse to come back, and I'll hit it from a different way. And, and just follow the river, man. You'll get there. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, you I thought I could see it. And, uh, you know. You're not the only one that's no. been misplaced in Tomogamy, no. right? We talk, a, we talk pretty cavalier about it, but that's, you know... Well, of us know our how way. many people get and lost on the Kimika too? And, well, yeah, that's a that's a pretty easy one to. I was so looking to. forward to the two miler portage. Mm-hmm. It's actually great. I did it for the first time this year, and I had avoided it for years and years. So I was like, two miler? That sounds awful. I never <laughs> want to do that in my life. I did it in when it was dry, and yeah, it's certainly long. There's one big hill in the middle, but all the bogs had dried up. And other than being long, it's easy. Like, oh, yeah? It's an easy portage. Well, see, and that was um, Napoleon Mountain. Yeah. Uh, it sounds pretty, worse than it is. That's going to sound pretty... Yeah, you got that little yeah. up, and then... And then yeah. at the end. Yeah. No, it's nothing. And yeah. it's wide, and it's yeah. clear. And well, that's what I was thinking. Is like, this is the closest thing to an Algonquin portage yeah. that I've seen the entire yeah. trip. So, I the mean, winds and... I, I, it's a, it was October for crying it's out loud. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different place, and I think that that's what attracts people there once, particularly once they get there, that's what attracts them to keep coming back, right? Yep. There's not, 
you know, there's not really a, a place that's comparable to tomogamy, at least in Ontario, I wouldn't think. I mean, it depends on what you're looking for, but it's a unique experience and it becomes, you know, it has so many different aspects of that unique experience, whether it be the, the you know, makeup of a portage or the difficulty of a portage or the weather patterns or the you know, the remoteness or, you know, whether a portage is marked or not, whether a campsite is marked or not. It's, you're definitely upping your game coming to Tomogamy, uh, and you're really only, you know, an hour, an hour and a half if you're coming from Killarney, and that's not to, that's not to put any slight on Algonquin or Killarney, that's not what we, you know, that's not what we're about or, right. not, or yeah. what, what I'm about. But if, if you, I feel that, if, you know, if you want to up your game a little bit, you want to you wanna have things a little bit more difficult, you want to have a little bit more remoteness, a little bit more wildness in your canoe adventures, Tomogamy is a pretty easy place to go. Yeah. There's a difference there too, right, between like Killarney and Algonquin compared to Tomogamy. Oh, big time. Killarney and Algonquin, they're managed parks and they have a full-time yes. staff and they have rangers and they have people out clearing the trails. In Tomogamy parks, there are how many provincial parks in the Tomogamy region? 15, hmm. 26 conservation reserves. There are two rangers in Tomogamy. <laughs> so the majority well, yeah. of something There's, like trail work... We have to give Ontario parks some more credit than just the two rangers. There's two rangers, but there's some yeah. some backcountry techs that are employed, I think probably two. And now there's going to be some, uh, yes. there's now two more techs that are involved with the uh, conservation reserves uh, upkeep. And, and, you know, despite the fact that uh, we'd love to see them do more, they have been doing a wonderful job in the Tomogamy uh, area given their limited resources and they part of the charm is the fact that some portages just aren't cleared well, well absolutely you yeah. know this is oh, i this don't know if i'd call that charm, <laughs> <It> is <laughs> charm. this is this is really what it comes down to right is yeah. then you start getting into this discussion about this debate about mm -hmm. you know do you sign a portage do you blaze a portage or you know do you sign a campsite or you know and, and uh, we deal and with that a lot because we're yeah. here in crownland routes so are mm -hmm. we putting up a sign that looks similar to an ontario park sign with you know friends and tomogamy on it or are we just saying you know people can obviously see this from the water no we're probably going to sign it just because well, the, we're that kind of group there's one set of rapids i definitely say put a sign on mm -hmm. um I sitting there. I must have looked for 10, 15 minutes for the portage, till I realized that 10 meter section of boulders that goes the 240 meters down the side of the rapids. That is the portage. Yeah. <laughs> there was no path through like the bush, yeah, yeah, you know. And, and, and I, when I turned around and came out, there was six guys with three canoes going in, mm -hmm. and they. Yeah, there was just this one rapid. You came up the side. Yeah, eventually we just came up the side. Yeah, I'm thinking that's the portage. <laughs> okay. And, but they'd spent 20 minutes looking for the portage as well. Yes. See, that's one of the cool things that I love about Tomogamy is you follow the land. So mm -hmm. if you are looking for a portage and there is no sign, you just basically look for the lowest, flattest area and the most direct route. Well, that's where the portage is going to be yeah. because people have been traveling this for 6,000 plus years. 
obviously they're going to take the easiest route across. I'm going to look for the dip, and I'm going to just go straight across, and if I have to bushwhack a little bit, I'll probably still get to the next lake. Yeah. Yeah, it's, de it's definitely different. Um, and like I say, I was, I was looking for something a lot different than the regular mm -hmm. wide portage Algonquin Park, sort of like, which I've been all over Algonquin Park. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I hadn't been up in, in Tomogamy since I was a kid. And I definitely wanted to, um, something more adventurous, something, you know, to push my, like you say, push, push your limits, limits and, yes. and all that sort of thing. So yeah, I just grabbed the, the companion map, my compass, and Well, and I didn't see. suspect we, we spoke a little bit before you went on your trip, <laughs> and I didn't suspect that you were going to have any issue. And neither did I. Route. <laughs> um, although I, I, will, I will offer a comment on that particular route. That's a well-used route. Mm -hmm. A well-used mm -hmm. route. And it would normally be a well-marked route, <laughs> except, except, in all fairness, there's a pretty particular famous guy <laughs> in the canoeing world that may or may not be down around that area that's not a big fan of portage signs. Mm -hmm. Oh. So. Well, that would explain <laughs> a few things. <laughs> Not Although, that I outed him, but he's, he's pretty... He's got a couple of our campsite signs he does. at his camp. So let me ask you this question. When you pass that, like Helen Falls, mm -hmm. then there's the portage, mm -hmm. where I camped the last night. Or at the there. bottom of Catherine Lake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then when you're going up around the corner mm -hmm. to that next set of rapids that goes down... Yeah, you just keep going. There are a couple of boats on the mm -hmm. shore. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. How far is the portage from those boats? No, it wouldn't be far. You're like kind of on it. Yeah. Those yeah, boats. see, and that's and exactly where I was. And I was going down around there about five or six. <laughs> I uh, probably spent an hour trail, and a half. You're not going to find it. <laughs> I, I was looking for a break yeah, in the bush, yeah. anything. Mm -hmm. You were probably looking at what would normally be a mm -hmm. rapid yeah. in normal water. Yeah. yeah. That but you I'm, could either walk, that would be, you know, it would obvious, be obvious that you could either walk line or, you know paddle down at high water. I suspect that that's what And I don't want to make fun of you too much oh, about it do. either. Because, <laughs> no, because I was there in August and water was really low in August and I put so like some severe gouges in my canoe so much that our my canoe is now sucking up water while I paddle it and that's normally easy straight shot really fun class one. How wide is it? What? The, the rapids. It's just like a little trickly thing, but normally it's deep enough that you yeah, can just float like, right through. And like, is it like going through alders? No. Yeah, it'd be like you really were lost, you weren't were you? You were totally lost. I, was, I totally <laughs> missed it. I Because I saw the boats. I went around the, the corner. There was no river to follow. It, brent, it went right out so I could see way up a lake. So I have a feeling that you tried to like stick to the east side of Catherine Lake instead of booting across. No, I went straight. I, I followed West. the shoreline all around. Mm -hmm. If you all found cash boats, I can tell mm -hmm. you that people that cash boats are not particularly motivated to cash no. boats, the boats anywhere other yeah. than where mm -hmm. port Yes, yeah. absolutely. Really but there was nothing. What it was pure trees. Well, maybe pure not. trees. So. You were so close, man. You were so close. <laughs> Yet so far. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what, though? I got out of the trip what I wanted out of the trip. Yes. I had a blast. It was my first solo trip in Tomogamy, my first time in Tomogamy since I was a kid. So it worked out well for me. 
except for all that <laughs> rain and wind and yeah. well tough yeah. tough time of the year and not mm. the easiest route no. to, to pick off for uh for uh, first return yeah. mm-hmm. solo trip to tomorrow i even so forgot kudos. it was my birthday okay. <laughs> kudos to you <laughs> the end of the day i'm thinking because my phone made this bing noise right, right. and because t- that's what i was using for my camera wait you got service no, 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 okay. but my no, calendar on my calendar, right? <laughs> Wish your mother-in-law happy birthday. We share the same birthday. Oh, Ooh, today's my birthday. <laughs> nice for happy that. birthday to me. So Apparently the Alzheimer's is sticking in. When were you there, October? Thanksgiving. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we were in the Solus Wildlands just right around that, that time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Christine, you know when Christ, Camper Christina was up there? Mm-hmm. She was over that side? Yeah. I was over that side. Yeah. She went in the day after me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... It was a great time. Yeah. <laughs> so talking about Solus Wildlands, Wildlands, there is like something. That yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we jump on everything. Here. We're, we're pros. <laughs> uh, what is going on with Solus Wildlands? What is happening? There's bad things happening. There are bad things happening. It's been happening for a while, though. Um, Yeah, T can frame up the issue and where we're at now, and then I'll offer some background information and some thoughts on it. Thank you, Smokey. So we, um, as friends of Tomogamy, have been opposed to any industrial or logging access to the Solus Wildland since 2008. So that was the last forest management planning cycle in 2010 to 2020. Um, originally, Vermilion Forest Management, which is a group of eight different logging companies, um, wanted to put in two bridges over Sturgeon River Waterway Provincial Park. Ontario Park said, nah, like you can't do that. This is a wilderness waterway park. And so, buried deep in this 2010 plan, they decided to go with their fourth and final option, which is the Turner Road. The Turner Road starts at Twinkle Lake, which is kind of like the end of the roads in the Solus Wildlands area. And it would go 26 kilometers through (laughs) undisturbed virgin forest. It's never been logged, it's never been touched. Um, To harvest pulp, they're after pulp. Okay. They're making toilet paper. That's what they're going for. Well, that's so. That's what they're saying they're going for. Let's, let's be wise to the mm-hmm. game here. Mm-hmm. But anyway, carry on. Um, so anyway, in 2017, we got an email, and you got a call, PJ, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, from Vermilion Forest saying, hey, would you guys be cool if we built this road during the summer for the next uh, three years? Which is against the Crown Land Policy Act access for that area it's an enhanced management area so basically it's got a lot of restrictions in order to enhance recreational travel right so we said a lot of stuff other than just recreational stuff but cold water fisheries and a whole bunch of environmental concerns yeah Yeah. anyway we said ah hell no and then we didn't hear anything from them and then in 2018 they started building this road and they improved the road up to where it was at Twinkle Lake, and then they put in 1.8 kilometers of new road. And then this fall, we went on a canoe trip, and we camped at Twinkle Lake to the sounds of machinery for two nights, 
And within those two nights, they had put in two bridge crossings uh-huh. over creeks. Over the creeks, but not the sturgeon. Right. No, they're not even close to that yet. They still have another 26 kilometers okay. to go. <laughs> but, yeah, it's problematic. This area was originally supposed to be included in Lady Evelyn Smoothwater Provincial Park back in the 1970s, which is a quarter of the size that it was originally intended to be. Um, this area is part of one of the last intact forest landscapes, which is a forest stewardship council sort of a, like thing. Um, it's well, in the, fairness, it's it's an ecological thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, the yeah the, forest the, stewardship the, council is just another right. governing body yeah. that kind of yeah, right. deflects but it's blame a, from. But it's a large <laughs> intact forest, yeah. right? Yeah. And and. I don't need to be a scientist. You guys don't need to be a biologist or an ecologist or an environmentalist to understand the idea of an intact forest. Yeah, it's, it's Unt- untouched. It's been untouched. It's been, un. you know, there's no roads. There's mm-hmm. no railway. There's no, there's nothing. It is untouched. So for them and to be able to access that area, they, they're creating new roads right now, right? Right. That's so... How, in my mind, I'm thinking if they're going to build roads, they must have some inkling of uh, a new contract for for, uh, Crown Land. So they're thinking ahead, but under what authority could they possibly make these choices? Because somebody has to say, okay, do it. We have to be, you know, we have to be fair. We don't like to be fair, but we do have to be fair (laughs) to the ministry and to the industry. Somebody gave them authority. So these, these... logging roads that are approved you know are approved on a 15 or 20 year cycle yeah so they'll plan these roads to get at these these sections of forest that don't have any uh, allocations within them Mm -hmm. and their idea would be you know it would be under the same premise as you know i don't know uh georgetown is going to boom yeah. So we need to plan putting in a six-lane highway to Georgetown now. But this now, will be documented. Right. Oh, so, so when T mentions that this, this fourth option was approved 10 years ago, it was approved 10 years ago, but all the options were approved 10 years ago, right? Oh. The bridge across the bridge, the various directions into Solis. Yeah were all approved and it just came down to this was the fourth option right and and back when they approved it so they so in this road approval they have to go under the guise of public consultation okay so they have to come to us and and the public and say hey listen we're thinking about this road and so you know we would really like to put in this temporary bridge because we've done that further north on the sturgeon and that would be our our best option then we've got these other options but this fourth option which really isn't you know it's not logistically workable it's not economically viable for us but it's a fourth option so now 10 years 12 years later they're saying oh but we consulted on this road right we consulted on this turner road well you know i mean you honestly consulted on the bridges honestly when, when you consider that it, it's like hey let's go to mars we'll never be able to go to mars but let's consult on it you right. know yeah like it's not gonna happen so how can you say that there has been 
public consultation on exactly. it. And, and ultimately, what their public consultation on it was is that nobody stood up to them about this fourth option because even the industry was saying that it was not economical, not it was yeah. not logistically viable. Except we and did. So, <laughs> and so, well, you know, I mean, if we want to split hairs, we can say we did. Bottom line is we fought that bridge across the Sturgeon River tooth and nail yeah. and we stopped it yeah. and we backed them into a corner mm -hmm. and now they're fighting their way out of the corner. Mm -hmm. So we can't claim that they've really done anything wrong in this. It, theoretically, they've not done anything wrong in this whole process. They are, they are, we are where we're at because because we've had this public consultation process and they're claiming that they followed it and we're claiming that, okay, you might have jumped through the hoops, but you didn't really, it wasn't an option. They didn't right? break the law. What? They were you just know. sneaky about how well, they were about it. So they're basing they this on the previous uh, forestry management plan, mm -hmm. which right. expires in 2020. Yeah. So is has the... 2020 to 2030 been negotiated yet? Is that being discussed? That's where we're at, That's where we're at right now. So we're in there, that process. we can still reverse this if we can get enough eyes on it. This is not reversible. Unfortunately, no, because it was already approved. So because it was already approved, they're taking it as Gosh, sacrament. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, there is some notion that these that these roads and the and the road plans need to be are are open for discussion, although you know, the industry's claim is is that it's been approved, yeah. and the ministry's claim is that it's been approved. But mm -hmm. they've they've jumped through the the consultation process with us, right? We, they've listened to our issue resolutions. Um, Twice now. Yeah, at different at different levels, we've that's not ever gone well for us. Mm -hmm. They've there's been some some little pincy little uh, you know. Um, parts that they've agreed to but it was like silly stuff like oh we forgot to include you know 20 campsites and a few portages in mm -hmm. this forestry management plan and we've caught them and they've said oh so, well, sorry we must have lost that data somewhere so we'll put them back on the map and that's a huge issue for us because we're a very small organization we have roughly 150 members and for our board of directors to be going through the maps and cross-referencing the ministry maps and the forest plans with our map that says there's a portage here and with the Nostoggin map that says there's an ancient trail network here, to go through every map, and they publish like 200 maps per forest plan, to go through every one of those and say, oh, you're missing this value? Why is that on the public? Why yes. is that yeah. on volunteers well, and, and to discover? The ministry has this data. The canoe routes were developed in the 70s as a map network and they're just not well Derek and I met um, we were members of Algonquin backcountry recreationalists mm -hmm. and that's basically there was six of us this what you're dealing with same thing with what you but we were on a on Algonquin park yes. instead and there were six of us yeah and we would go through all the logging yeah. maps all the the canoe route maps and find out where they were looking at doing the roads and stuff and making sure that, well, no, you can't build it there because mm -hmm. that's within too close to, too close to the so route. So you're saying yeah. that you're experiencing this and you will help us. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why we're here now. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. But we got, like I say, we'd go to these big meetings with the mm -hmm. ministry and the park and everything like yeah. that. And we would say like, no, 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 no. And they're like, oh, well, 
okay, well, whatever. And and it was amazing how re- how receptive they were. Like we would often meet in Barry. They would book a conference room. Mm-hmm. We would discuss yeah. the, the the force management plan, and we would discuss the any new hall roads and stuff like that. And so we'd go over the maps. Uh, Jeff McCurtry was on the team, so mm-hmm. he he was the map expert. He'd yeah. say, "Oh, you're too close to a uh, canoe route here. You're mm-hmm. too close to whatever here." So th- we were able, and we were. In, in our case, I don't know what will work in your case for Saul Slides, but for us, we were very non-reactionary. We worked closely with them, but we weren't like Greenpeace and stuff like that. So yeah. we, we didn't ruffle feathers, but we what we did is said, you have this rule. Mm-hmm. Are you going to follow your own rule? Yeah. And so they go, oh, oh yes, we do have to follow that rule. So we encouraged them, and so it was a, it was a, uh, we were on, I, it was nice that we were almost on an equal terms with them, or at least we felt we were. I don't know if we actually were, but they responded to us, and it's because we weren't uh, excessively reactionary with them. We just we weren't demanding them. everything. No, and that was the big we thing. We were yeah. that way up we, until yeah. maybe a couple we've, months ago. And we've can we've continued. But you guys on. are dealing with a different demon here. Like so Algonquin Park is, has a set management it is plan, a, a park. set yeah. rules. It is a park, and it's a logging park. You're dealing yeah. with Crown Land, where the, yeah. the the rules are very wishy-washy. Well, and, and, and we're also dealing with four management units. We're yes, talking exactly. uh, Nipissing, Tomogamy, Tomiskaming, and Sudbury. Those are the four districts that right. we have to participate in these forest management plans. And each one has four a Four management units, two different districts. Yes. Yeah. All together. Yeah. We had it easy, buddy. There's an, we did. There's an we interesting... Did. There's a couple of in, interesting things to note. So, you know, uh, Tomogamy... Uh, the Tomogamy Management Unit is the last management unit in the province that falls directly under the MNRF. Mm-hmm. They don't have a sustainable forest mm-hmm. licensee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only uh, one in Ontario. And the and the rationale behind that is that it's such a complex powder keg of a place mm-hmm. that. Yes. It, it, it's not the ministry doesn't want to get rid of it because they want to get rid of it badly. Mm-hmm. It's just they can't find anybody that's <laughs> terribly interested <laughs> yes. in taking it. And the couple that are don't get along so well. So that's remained in the in the fixings, right? But we have Vermilion Forest Management, which is a management company created to A, just deal with the ministry, but B, to deal with us, right? Mm-hmm. So... That's their job. There's an entire company designed and built around dealing with us, right? So, and there's money there. I mean, there's a ton of of money behind this Mm -hmm. company, right? So, eight different forest companies. Well, then you know we've got some. We've got some smaller companies like Goulard Lumber and uh, Gervais Lumber. Um, you know that are smaller family based although they're beyond family mm-hmm. now but they're smaller companies but then we've got these massive companies in Domtar and mm-hmm. Ecom yeah. right? exactly it, you know if you if you think that you're letting Ecom cut down your forest to drive Ontario's economy <laughs> you're sadly mistaken mm-hmm. because that money is not staying in Ontario okay you might be exactly. you might be employing a couple haul drivers you'll be employing the dude that can drive the fellow buncher or operate the fellow buncher that can cut down hectares of forest in a day but you're not driving any economy you're sending your money overseas mm-hmm. somewhere yeah. or you're sending your resource overseas somewhere mm-hmm. 
so to backtrack a little bit, you know, we've we've kind of created this this harsh reality that we're in now, where you know we've seen it particularly in the Tomogamy region in the in the idea of protection of old growth. Right, old growth is important to us. There's only a tiny bit of it left in the province. You know, you look at some some. Uh, you know, uh, files that we've that we've had created, uh, that have been created for us, mm -hmm. and uh, of course they're going to speak to what we talk about. But you know, the file starts off with all of the 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 forests south of the boreal forest in Ontario is all old growth, and then it slowly disappears mm -hmm. over the last I don't know 200 years. Mm -hmm. Right? We've decimated the yeah. old growth forest. We've decimated Ontario's forests mm -hmm. in 200 years. 200 measly years. Yeah. 200 measly years, and it's gone. I mean, right where we're sitting now would have been an old growth red and white pine forest 300 years ago. Right? And so, so. We've created this scenario where we've got some protection for mm -hmm. this old growth. Well, there, and it's, it speaks to a whole different thing, but even now they're saying, well, we've got this, you know, enhanced forest uh, resource inventory where they're trying to whittle away at that. But mm -hmm. it's not the point. We've, we've done, in the last 30 years, we've done a pretty good job of protecting these old growth forests. But they're just cutting around it. Mm -hmm. They're just driving roads around it. Mm -hmm. They're cutting around it. And to this day, you know, I look at a, at, a, at a values map from any of the forestry management plans, and I'll say, okay, there's an AOC here. What's this circle? It's like a- AOC it's, area concern uh, right. for the listeners. So, so it's a circle. <laughs> like a geometric circle, perfect mm -hmm. circle. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, well, what's that? Well, that's Peregrine, Peregrine Falcon, PJ. Oh, and it sticks within they that circle? They stay inside that circle? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's literally like oh, 300 meters from there. there. <laughs> it's just ridiculous, yes. right? And these circles are dotted all over the map. Well, great effort, guys, but it's not, uh, it's not about the 300 meters. No. It's not, it's not about you know, creating all these little pockets of protection that you mm -hmm. say you're going to do something differently around. Just leave a forest that's intact alone. And really, in the soulless wildlands, we're talking, we've come up with some different figures, mm -hmm. but 100 square kilometers, yeah. which equates to 10,000 square 10, hectares. hectares. Which is 10,000 football fields. So however you want to take that, but that's really not a big it's area, not big, right? No. No. I, I don't understand. And so, so there's, there's that point, right? We're not really doing ourselves any justice by saying, okay, we've got this really nice river that we're going to paddle down, mm -hmm. but because we're going to paddle down it, please don't cut you know, 100 meters on each yeah, side of the river. Yeah, 200 meter buffer zone, right? that's it. And so, but if you get out of your canoe, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But it's not about us, it's not about no. canoeists, it's not about recreationalists, it's not about hunters, it's about the forest, mm -hmm. right? Yes. It really Preserving just, what we have. Yeah. just pr you know, I mean, you listen to all this stuff about plant trees, let's plant some trees, so let's fix does the, Ontario you know? have a tree planting program? Do we have, I'm from New Brunswick and, and Irving, they plant a lot of trees right. every year. So do we not do that here? Hang on, hang on one, <laughs> hang on a minute. So, uh, yeah, so we, we get down to these areas of, 
of concern and providing those. So we've really just lulled ourselves mm -hmm. into this whole scenario that we're at now, right? So, okay, you might not cut right up to a river just so that I can go on a nice canoe trip. Thank you very much, but I'd prefer that I not go on the canoe trip and you don't cut down the forest, yeah. right? right? Really is what we're, we come down to. And so here's a perfect area in the Solus Wildlands that we know is intact, is untouched. And we know that we know for a fact that they don't have to be there. Mm -hmm. The only reason they're going there is because it's considered crown forest and they've been given license to manage it. And okay. the Ontario government has given money to create new roads through. Well, they're paying for the road. The government's if paying any, for the if, road. Yeah. if that's not yeah. any. You are paying for the road. Why would we yeah. do that? I know. That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> so this needs the road. They sh not that I want them to build the road, but why wouldn't they? pay for their own roads. They're the only piece, the only... Well, yeah, that's another thing, right? Because nobody's benefits from it except them. Because we're not they're even putting access on controls yeah. on these roads. Yes. So the public it. can't access it. Yeah. This is public forest. This is crown Well, you can forest. if you're a prospector. Oh, yeah. So let's all get our prospector's license. But really, the Solus <laughs> Wildlands, they are only 10,000 hectares. It's not huge. But as part of the larger forest landscape, which includes Lady Evelyn Smoothwater Provincial Park, Solus Wildlands Provincial Park, that forest is the largest intact forest landscape south of the Boreal in Ontario. Like, that's right. a big deal. It's yeah. bigger than Algonquin. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's, to meet um, intact forest landscape specifications, you have to be at least 50,000 hectares. And so this 10,000 hectares, if it's gone, and they want to log 70% wow. of this area, Ooh. if that's gone, there's no intact forest left. Right. And the Forest Stewardship Council is trying to pass legislation that would require forest companies to protect these areas. They cannot log an area that is considered intact forest. This legislation has been on the table since 2016. It was last visited well, it's not in really 2018. really legislation, right? It's just a guideline. Guideline, but in and order to meet these... And let's, let's call a spade a spade. These certification companies are driven by the, by the lumber industry, right? And so, that's but, another but at least they offer better than what, what we have in the, in the tomogamy management unit. But this is another problem too, right? Like we're looking to these third body certification systems in order to say, hey, like you're doing a great job, which is definitely taking the blame off of the Ontario government who grants the licenses. Mm -hmm. So because the Ontario government says, oh, we've got forest stewardship council standards on all of these, and we've got a sustainable forestry license in these areas, they're off the hook. So politically, it's a great move for them, right? Right, yeah. for sure. It's taking the heat off. A, a perfect example is the Tomogamy Management Unit. Mm -hmm. When we spoke about intact forests, literally, I think he was uh, being coy with me, <laughs> but he, the district manager tilted his head and looked at me and said, tell me of these intact forest <laughs> landscapes you speak of, PJ. This is As a term that's new heard. to me. Yeah. And so I explained it to him, and in his response, he said, they literally said, it's, that's not a term that's recognized by the MNRF. And then in our, uh, you know, what, what's known as a bump-up request in, mm -hmm. uh, in the forestry industry, in the environmental uh, game, uh, where 
where the you know these the the MNRF uh, under this Declaration 75 is exempt from dealing with individual environmental assessments, right? And so with this Declaration 75, they can work around that. In the end game, though, we can we can request these individual environmental requests. And the Ministry of Environment flat out said that intact forest landscapes was was a you know a ploy created by environmentalists. Well, right. You know, so how, how is it even how can you even put that in writing and mm. and ask us to to be to have some notion of respect about what it is that you do. I mean, I, I, I get it that there might be different definitions of an intact forest landscape, but to the general Joe that just thinks about it as an untouched mm-hmm. forest landscape, that's not hard to understand why yeah. that's so precious, mm-hmm. right? So at the end of the day, when it comes to soulless wildlands, what are our options? Yes, how do we solve this? Is mm. like You guys must have a game plan, must have an idea how to achieve the protection of the solace wildlife. I don't know if we want to give away our strategy. Okay, no, no, <laughs> no. Are there uh, options? Uh, are there, are there, there options for yes. us? I'll, I'll tell there you. I'll, I'll yeah. tell you a few things. So we've got a petition that we, mm-hmm. and you know, we've been told by in no uncertain terms from the ministry and the industry that that'll likely go nowhere, which it likely will go nowhere. Even though twenty-seven thousand people have signed it, we'll 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 ask our politicians, our provincial politicians, to take this up for us. Uh, we've not had the resources to do that yet. We will. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have just had a issue resolution with the regional director, which is as high as you can go in the MNRF public consultation process. Uh, I'm not a, you know... <laughs> I'm not a fortune teller, but uh, I'm going to bank on 99.8%. He's going to say no. Yeah, right. We're putting the road in. Too mm-hmm. bad. So sad. Because that's really done. what they've given us so far. We've told them. We've, we've been quite clear with them that we are uh, done with hearing no. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're done with the public consultation process in the sense that it's gotten We've us nowhere. Been You've not. And it's been yeah, we, I mean, you know, it's really a public denial process. Is it going to be really? something like you see in the seventies, so where people are chaining themselves to bulldozers? So where we're <laughs> so so where we're we're going with this is likely another request to the Ministry of Environment, Conservation, and Parks with the individual environmental assessment. They will likely rubber stamp it and say no. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't have any issue with giving away our game plan. Yeah. This road's not going to happen without a fight. Yeah. And whether that be, you know, whatever that may be, right? I mean, yeah. people, I'm done, my colleagues, my friends are mm-hmm. done, the people that I hear from every day, I get emails out. and messages from. What is it that we need to do to make this stop, right? And so people are willing. And we've, I can assure you that I've made that perfectly clear with the ministry and the Mm -hmm. industry Mm -hmm. that 
we're done and this is where we're going and they know that that's where they're yeah. that's where we're going you said this, to right? them hey do you want another red squirrel road 30 years later yeah this is where we're going and that's this so is another red squirrel road choose so your is, is this outside the realm of where maybe the federal <coughs> government can intervene and create another national park or is that is that a possibility if if you could uh, somehow find well, an inroad to the federal government I, I suppose maybe if Justin and uh, Doug have made amends in their little <laughs> meeting that on Friday we might have an end yeah. but that is that is an angle that we need to consider taking in the sense that you know certainly our current uh, federal government has some notion of of uh, you know pr increased protection They've uh, made an agreement with the United Nations to protect 17% of terrestrial land before 2020. It's almost 2020. We're well, nowhere close. We, we've, we've seen how you fit those goals oh, pretty yeah, good, Oh, yeah, you just, right? like, you protect, protect areas of, of the high Arctic right. where no one lives and no one goes, <laughs> Nobody right? can even access. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's, there's Technicality. No, there's yeah. no trees to cut down. Yeah. Exactly. But that is a possibility for us, for sure. Although, in theory and technically, the federal government has no no uh, legal place in Ontario's crown forest correct in the sense of the way things are designed now but there must be some influence that maybe if we get federal government provincial government something, you would think right? so especially because Justin Trudeau is a Taylor Staten canoe tripper he's correct. been in tomogamy he knows how to solo paddle a canoe we've all seen the yes. promo mm -hmm. shoots but man i have a very strong suspicion that i will be chained to a bulldozer in the next few months not good no it's not great because i'll be arrested and there goes the rest of my career but well at least wait till spring yeah, yeah. when it's warm well, <laughs> in, be, in all fairness i think that that's just public in the music winter, so it's not a criminal charge no we've looked into it yeah that's really what it comes yeah. down to and and you know uh, unfortunately, we've come to a place where we need to start putting this stuff out there mm -hmm. to, to uh, you know, to, to people that support us, to people that m may support us, and we need to start gathering some uh, some power behind us mm -hmm. to yes. to make this happen, right? Because yeah. you know, this isn't going to be. It, this isn't going to be something that we can do on our own. This isn't going to be something that... No, it can't just be that, you and me. Well, <laughs> and it, and it, it can't be something that is just our organization. Some right? sort of right. crowdsourced need, movement where right. you get right. like-minded people. This is really, I mean, T would be much more versed on this than I, considering she's planning on doing a major, major assignment uh, on it. But this is really what happened 30 years ago, mm -hmm. was push, push, push didn't listen. No, they didn't have a proper public consultation back then, but they knew where it was going. And so then they had, you know, the the advent of, you know, environmentalism really mm -hmm. uh, in Canada happened, you know, just 40 kilometers northeast and of there, right? a yeah. year later, Clay What Sound happened, right? Exactly. Which is the largest act of civil disobedience in Canada. The largest act of civil disobedience in Ontario was the Red Squirrel Road blockade. And uh, in my research, I've determined that because of the Tomogamy Red Squirrel Road blockades, we ended up with this public consultation process, which 
sort of gives the illusion mm -hmm. that you can comment on a plan and have a say where really you don't you have don't. a say because the industry the is the money's going not to on our side yes exactly we hear what you're saying but we don't really care for exactly it. Yeah. yeah and you know we we know that the the you know sort of the uh, political and the and the public uh, uh, situation is good for this right now. Mm -hmm. People are concerned, right? I get it that some people want some pipelines in and, you know, Alberta's a little miffed that, you know, oil isn't such a great thing to put all your money behind. Uh, but, you know, the, the environment and the climate mm -hmm. is at Correct. people's, what's the, what's the number that I've heard entered around, like 70% of Canadians yeah. are, have, have, the climate and the environment at the top of their exactly. political list of things to be dealt with. I saw a new study right? too, so which said, which did a poll of BC residents. Ninety-two percent of BC residents are opposed to logging old growth forests. Why don't we have that same sort of thing in Ontario? Maybe it's the fact that we don't know that this old growth forest exists in Ontario. We haven't discovered right. it yet. You know, and I suppose the kicker is that they're still cutting down old growth forest in BC. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So, so this, you know, anyway, the fight is, uh, the fight is on. And the fight is on. You know, if you're we're interested. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll put, uh, we'll put your petition, uh, thing on our Facebook perfect. page for sure. For sure. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so people can get up there. We'll, we have a we have a nice little trailer mm -hmm. that came out today that was presented yes. at the symposium, mm -hmm. and there will be a, a longer video that will speak more to the soulless issue coming out hopefully before Christmas, before the New Year, and uh, you know we'll get you the link to that. Yeah, we'll post well. all of that. And also, like, I don't want to be super negative about this. If you have the chance to visit the Solas Wildlands before they are destroyed, absolutely, please go out there. There's a beautiful route. It's absolutely wonderful. It goes between Pine Torch Conservation Reserve and the Sturgeon River Provincial Park. It's a wonderful route. We cleared it a couple years ago. Your portages are not going to be <laughs> even as difficult as the ones that you got lost on. Well, where's the fun of that? And there'll yeah. be signs. There are signs. signs. Yeah. <laughs> talking Falls is magical. It's beautiful. It They call it Talking Falls because you hear it speak. It's It takes days to get there. It's there's something really special about having to travel for several days under your own steam yeah. in order to get to a campsite next to a waterfall that has a name like Talking Falls. <laughs> well, I think uh, the almighty dollar works against us mm. a lot of the time, unfortunately. We need to make more friends with billionaires. I've been saying this for yeah, years. Absolutely. Well, we've been trying to get Justin Trudeau on our show, so yeah. I guess we need to try harder. <laughs> Maybe have him step in for us. Yeah. Well, then if you don't get a chance to, you know, go for a canoe trip up to uh, Solis then maybe come meet us up on this new road and yeah. we'll yeah. show you a place Absolutely. where you can mm -hmm. camp out and, awesome. and make, make base camp for yeah. us for a little bit and I'm like a really good camp cook so we'll have Derek, have, you, have you ever night. stolen a bulldozer, Derek? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you can't steal them. You can chain yourself <laughs> to them. You can't steal them. We have no comment. Yeah. We, we're we're not with them. Skin. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> we have no comment. Well, Tyranny and PJ. We did just leave it once. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you guys for uh, coming on here. And thank like I say, so we, we see a whole lot of, of tomogamy um, on, on social media and stuff. And, you know, especially caring for Christina, been going up the yeah. last couple of years a lot. And, and she fell in love with it, just like we did. And oh, it's the yeah. same thing. If you go there, you will fall in love. Yeah. And you will go back. 
So we'll keep we'll we'll keep an eye on what's going on. So you guys keep us updated and. Uh, Sounds good. As things change, we'll mm-hmm. get you guys back on here. Yeah. Thank you for your time, attention, and concern. Hey, not a problem. Appreciate it. And uh, we're freezing our butts off out here. So yes. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't yeah. know yeah. I, I don't know. They closed <laughs> down in there or what? But I brought all my stuff with me. Oh, good. Again, we Sean Peterson, thanks for holding the microphone. I know you're frozen stiff. I'll, <laughs> I'll feel that on Thank your you dead brother. hands. <laughs> thanks, guys, for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, this is Sean Rowley, and you're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. To find out more about us, check out our website, paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Current and past episodes of our podcast can be downloaded or streamed from iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page of our website. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, we would love to hear from you. So drop us a line on Facebook or our website. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka and Halliburton. Welcome back. So PJ and Tierney, they... <laughs> They're clearly passionate about this and as they should be. Like this is a... Oh yeah. This is a beautiful park. I've canoed there. I, I've canoed the Solace Wildlands a few times. Yeah. It's uh, one, it was one of the routine places I used to go every fall with the, with the guys from work. And uh, like I, I've, I've uh, paddled uh, Lady Evelyn Smooth Water or the Solace Provincial Park, Solace Wildlands. I've been up and down the Sturgeon River. So it's, it's a really unique and beautiful area. And they want to log it. I know. It just, yeah. it, and I, I guess it's just because it is virgin forest yeah. that they want to, you know, capitalize on those trees. But there's it's all about lots the dollar other, signs, buddy. I know. It's all about the but dollar signs. But there's so many other places to log. Like, why is it so important to log this area? Like, why not move on elsewhere? There's obviously resistance to it. And uh, as there was back in the 70s, right? Mm-hmm. When they originally saved Tomogamy. And uh, so why not preserve this one? Yeah. And a little bit of a, a side note, little legal tender, a uh, le- little legal line when we were joking about, you know, maybe somebody needs to steal a bulldozer or something. Don't. Yeah. 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 Don't <laughs> do mean, that. Don't do know, that. You we're, know, we're just trying to lighten the mood there, but yeah, there's, we'll have to see what, uh, what can be done about, uh, saving that, saving it. You know, that, yeah. it's hard to say, man. It really is. And, and when you see stuff like this happen, yeah. um, what do you do? Mm-hmm. You know? And the plans are to clear cut. Yeah. It is a clear-cut plan, It's which which doesn't make sense in itself. So I think somebody needs to forward this podcast to like Rob Ford and Justin Trudeau <laughs> and see what they say. Guys, listen to this. I and- honestly don't think Rob Ford would do anything. He would, he's more uh, of a, uh, hey, let the logging companies log. And that, yeah, he's, he's, he's a Toronto. business guy, right? He's worried about his yeah, dollar he, buck a beer. Yeah, he doesn't care about yeah. any provincial parks. He's not like he goes camping. No. Right? <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> and and I don't know that the federal government would have the authority to, uh, they can make another national park, I guess, but uh, I don't know if there's the political will there to fix it that way. Yeah. So it what it what we need is we need to socialize this issue and bring it out to uh, more common knowledge amongst the public and and uh, I, because right now like the uh, a lot of the Southern Ontario is completely unaware of this issue. 
Oh, big time. Big time. So there's so many other issues that go on that. And again, unfortunately, it's a, well, that's happening way up there. Yeah. It doesn't concern us. Yeah. Especially in the greater Toronto area. You know, it's like, oh, that's a them issue. And well, realistically. It's an everybody issue. It's an everybody issue. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, they did do, they well, they had the petition, which we're going to put on our Facebook page, yep. a link to it. And they've also done this little documentary uh, explaining what's going on. So we're going to put that on our, our Facebook yes. page as well. So people can, can watch that and uh, get a little bit more educated on what's happening up in Solace Wildlands and Solace Wildlands. I always call it Solace. It's Solace. I know. I, 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 you know? I, I interchange it. Yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, check it all out and hey, sign the petition, take a peek. Educate yourself on what's going on, and if there's anything you can do to help, hey, yep. do it. Uh, well, Derek, I'm going to say our goodbyes and uh, let you get home. Uh, <laughs> if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. If you go to paddlingadventuresradio.com, Click the episode tab at the top of the page and all 199 episodes go. are on that page. You can listen to them all, stream them, download them, whatever you want to do. Uh, big episode next week, episode number 200. And we're supposed to have Kevin Callen on mm-hmm. because we told him he'd be on 1, 100, 200, 300. <laughs> He's going to get tired of us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're supposed to be uh, doing uh, up at Kevin Callen's place. They're going to go up and record with him and for big episode number 200. And hopefully if it works out, his daughter's around him. She's going to maybe throw her dad under the bus. Perfect. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> maybe for 300, we'd get Justin Trudeau on. Oh yeah. Not long, long before that. Oh, we both together. Yeah. Yeah, we're going places, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) So tune in next week for uh, episode number 200. Wow, 200, dude. Yeah. We've almost been doing this for four years. I know. It's incredible, eh? That's a lot of beer we've been drinking. (laughs) And this week, uh, just to mention, courtesy of our friend uh, Bill Graham, uh, Whitewater Brewing Company's Wild Bog Cranberry Sour. What do you think of it? It's very sour. It is very sour. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, that's about it, man. So I'd like to thank everybody for listening this week. Oh, no, wait. Next week as well on Tuesday. Next Tuesday, Canoe Hound Adventures live stream. Got to, dude, (laughs) uh, I got to, got to push that one. You and I are going to be the special guests on Canoe Hound live stream. Uh, You can find that, go to Canoe Hound adventures on Facebook and YouTube and all that. Just Google it. It's all there. Is your Wi-Fi going to be able to handle it? I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody's home tonight. So everybody's using, we got video games going upstairs, YouTube going upstairs. Yeah. Candy crush going upstairs. We're Googling stuff down here. Yeah. yeah. My internet's <laughs> about to throw up, I think. And we got new neighbors. So who knows what they're doing over there? Yeah, I don't know. exactly. So, so yeah, canoe hound adventures, uh, check them out on YouTube and Facebook and I'm not sure if he's got a website, but, uh, check them out. We will be on his show live streaming. You can go on chit chat, uh, ask us questions, see us live and I guess not in person, but live. Live and in person. Yeah. You can see what our smiling faces look like. <laughs> so check that out next Tuesday night, yeah. starting at seven o'clock. So yeah. Uh, other than that, 
I'd like to thank everybody for listening. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time. <laughs>